I am delighted to have a return visit this morning from Mary Beth Kaiser from Horizon Wings in Ashford, as they are a Raptor Rehabilitation and Education Center. And they have an event coming up on the 14th called Owl Prowl. And speaking of owls, we actually have Mary Beth and an owl in the studio this morning. Mary Beth, good to see you again. Thanks for coming in today. What'd you bring in to show Wayno? Good morning. Thank you for having us. This is Oakley. Oakley is an eastern screech owl, the uh, red morph or red form. They can come in a couple of different colors. Uh, Oakley is an educational ambassador because she is a human imprint due to the fact that somebody chose to raise her like a pet instead of uh, bringing her to a wildlife rehab center who would have fostered her out in the wild with other screech owls. So Oakley really does not know that she is an owl. And sometimes she is chatty, but this morning I think she's opting to be a little on the quiet side for some reason. By chatty, does that mean screech? She doesn't so much screech as she just sort of makes uh, little chirpy chatter noises. Now, why is she at Horizon Wings? Was there some reason she needed to be rehabbed? Uh, she, like I said, is a human imprint raised by people instead of being put back into the wild after her nest was cut down. Uh, the gentleman who cut down the tree, that was his job, and he called the local Audubon. It just happened to be Massachusetts, and they said, bring the babies to us. And the homeowner said she'd do it. But instead of doing that right away, she let her kids raise them. So they were raised with animals that should have been their predators. They were raised with people. And they subsequently, she and um, three of her siblings, are never able to go back to the wild because they are just too bonded to people. From what I see is she is on your glove there. She's about maybe 10 to 12 inches high from tail feather up to the feathers on the head. How do you describe the coloration? Uh, this is the red form. She's uh, really a pretty bright red little screech owl. They come in a gray and then sometimes the in-between sort of a brown color because the gray and red can nest together. And then you don't get a distinct red or distinct gray sometimes. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. So she's really a pretty, uh, pretty redhead. Do you have an idea how old Oakley is? Actually, Oakley is six because we've had her since she was probably about five or six months old. She was a young bird uh, when she went into captivity, and that's why she imprinted, because people raised her and played with her like she was a pet during that really important social period, the first two months of her life. So she did not learn how to be an owl. What does Oakley eat? These little birds will eat just about anything they can get. They'll eat larger bugs. They'll go after uh, even an earthworm, a moth. They will eat small rodents. They will splash around in the water, maybe take a crayfish, a little minnow, a frog. They've also been documented, and note her size here, as you can see her, catching birds as large as pigeons. They are a very tenacious little owl. I would think that means catching a bird bigger than she is. And they can. It's not easy for them, and they certainly don't fly away uh, with it. But they have been known to successfully attack and kill a pigeon. 
I just saw Oakley blink a little bit, too. Oakley will be one of the stars of the Owl Prowl coming up on October 14th at Horizon Wings in Ashford. What goes on, Mary Beth, at the Owl Prowl? Well, we're doing it a little differently this year. We usually have meet and greets with our owls at different stations. But this year, we are going to do a formal program with our owls where we will introduce them one by one and speak about them and give people a chance to ask questions. Um, After that, we will have a guided tour in the woods behind us to look for and listen for wild owls, those with children too young to go on the owl prowl or that just aren't interested. We will have an education station where people can dissect an owl pellet. We will have kids' crafts and, of course, free food and drinks for people. And a special guest star this year, uh, a little opossum that I have raised uh, with the help of Ferncroft. His name is Dobby. Dobby, unfortunately, along with his mother and siblings, were hit by a car, and I found them one Sunday morning um, in Willington, and people were continuing to drive by around and over them. So I picked up the few remaining ones, and uh, Dobby stayed with me. And Dobby cannot go back to the wild because of being hit by the car. He only has half a tail. So he will be introduced at um, our owl prowl also. And he is going to be a permanent resident uh, with a facility here in Connecticut. I would think that these events at Horizon Wings in Ashford are really big hits with the kids. Kids are our main target. Our main um, goal is to educate children up and coming on And then they educate their parents, which is really wonderful. But if you can reach just one or two kids doing uh, an educational program, I feel like uh, I've done my job for that day because they are the next generation. We are leaving them this earth, and uh, hopefully it will be a better one. And hopefully they'll leave a better one for their kids through education. Mary Beth, you said do your job. What specifically is your job? What is your role? I, well, personally, and also the overall organization of Horizon Wings. Right. I am the founder and director of Horizon Wings. I am responsible for the licensing. They're all under my name. Uh, care of the birds, along with the many wonderful volunteers that uh, help out almost each and every day as far as feeding and helping with the rehab. But as founder and director, I do a bit of everything from the paperwork, the licensing, to picking up and caring for injured wildlife to the daily care of the birds. And that can mean you know, feeding, watering, coping their beaks and talons when they get too long because they don't really wear them down as well as they would do in the wild. So a little bit of everything. Did she just jump or did you move your hand and then she jumped? I think there was a combination there. I was had my thumb on her jesses here that lead to the leash, these straps, and I think they were a little too tight. And she was just letting me know. Because <laughs> well, what got my attention so far, what I've seen of Oakley the Screech Owl, is that she just sits there. She doesn't do a whole lot. But ever since a minute ago, when she did have a little hop, now she's turning her head a little bit to the left, almost like, I don't know if she's looking at you, but she's got a different vantage point now, and a big blink right there, than she had a moment ago. So she's not doing a whole lot, but it looks like she does soak in her surroundings. Oh, she definitely does. Um, If there was something that was making her nervous, she'd be baiting or coming off my glove. But she's a pretty rock-solid little ambassador, used to uh, many different venues, 
Uh, part of that is because she was raised by people and that uh, sort of molded who and what she is. Imprints uh, can sort of be a fresh bird also in captivity because they don't really realize that they're not a human. So sometimes it's, they don't have that fear or respect of people. And when they're looking for social activities, sometimes, especially during the spring, sometimes they will uh, choose a human for those social activities. <laughs> So. so specifically, what does uh, social activity mean? Do you have <laughs> other screech owls at Horizon Wings? We do. She is in with uh, Jade, and they share a nest box. So during the winter, they really like that. It helps to keep them warm. During the summer, you usually find them in the rafters of the aviaries. But a lot of times an imprint, when they are seeking a mate, they will actually seek out a human instead of an animal of their own kind because that's who they've been raised with and imprinted upon. So not always a fun animal to have if you can imagine an owl landing on your head just because they like you. How common are screech owls in Connecticut? They used to be really common, but I'm finding, and along with some other centers I've spoken to, that we're just not seeing as many of them as we used to. I used to see half a dozen, a dozen a year come in for different reasons. And in the past couple of years, I've only seen like three or four. And usually, historically speaking, the more you see of a certain animal, that means the more there are of them. So, you know, Connecticut is becoming more reforested with new forest growth. We're cutting down a lot of the old forest growth. That's where this bird likes to live, those nice holes in the old dead trees. So there's that, plus bringing back new forest growth brings back other birds that would prey upon this little bird, even diurnal ones like Cooper's hawk. Um, I had, unfortunately, a little screech caught by a Cooper's hawk. Larger barred owls that are doing very, very well in the state, they will also prey upon these little birds. So all of that. Um, insecticides that we use, pesticides, people use a lot of rodenticides. One poison mouse would definitely kill this bird. It's not, a, it's not a pretty death, and we see a fair amount of it every year. We see a lot of rodenticide poisoning. And doesn't that also affect the strength of the bird's eggs? Because uh, I heard that's what happened to the eagles. That right. when we, started using, we started using DDT, and all of a sudden the, the eggs were not viable because the shells weren't strong enough to hold the contents. Right. Some insecticides will do that. Uh, DDT especially did that. It depleted their calcium source, so the eggs were not viable. Some insecticides will actually cause some neurological issues, weakening the bird and leading to their eventual death. When they are sprayed on uh, sprayed on the bugs, these birds will eat the bugs, or they eat the little birds that eat the little bugs, and then it builds up into your apex predators, causing their death. Mary Beth, your owl prowl coming up on October the 14th actually has two parts to it. You've got the owl program featuring the Horizon Wings owls, and I'm guessing that yeah, Oakley, Oakley. Oakley's going to be a star, that one, right? Yep. And then Definitely. you have an actual owl prowl, which is a walk. Tell me more about that. We will lead a group of people uh, out into the woods. We have the, the uh, Nipmuc trail behind us, and we will be playing owl sounds and such and looking and listening for wild owls. Uh, what we would hope is, I know there are screech around, I've heard screech owls definitely at, 
a lot of barred owls and great horned owls around the property also. All healthy, not at your uh, rehab These are center. wild ones. A lot yeah. of them will fly in and they will communicate. They will call back and forth with our birds. Also, the aviary area itself. I have so many rabbits out there this year. and They will definitely attract the great horns. And I know the answer to this, but I'll bet that you get questions at Horizon Wings when people see Oakley, the red screech owl, or others. They say, well, does Oakley have a nest? I think the answer is no, right? No, Oakley does not have a nest. These birds are cavity dwellers. Uh, they do have a nest box in the aviary that they can go into to get out of weather. If you are touring horizon wings you usually don't see the screech owls especially they're pretty much a nocturnal little bird so we have to go wake them up to bring them out to see visitors um, otherwise they are in their nest box in inclement weather and out and about usually in the rafters if it's warm out that's where they choose to sleep and as i understand it that while the birds when they do have nests that's for laying eggs incubating eggs raising the chicks and then when the chicks fledge then nobody hangs out by the nest until the next year when it happens again right we actually have a pair of wild red shoulders that have been nesting actually in the yard now for the last three years uh, they're great fun to watch and watch them raise the babies the issue is they are very aggressive to our red shoulder hawks and if you were out feeding and if you happen to just sort of leave nonchalantly leave the food basket somewhere as you walk off to another aviary they will come down and try to steal the food out of it they've been good with people they have not been aggressive to us but they are aggressive to our other birds when they are nesting which can pose a problem sometimes Mary Beth, what would happen if you released Oakley the red screech owl into the wild? Oakley probably would not survive long in the wild. Uh, Oakley, while hunting is inherent in these birds, they just know they have to catch food to survive. It's probably not very good at it. And she probably would not survive for that reason. She also has really no clue of who and what her predators are so between not being a good hunter and not being scared and knowledgeable about what she should be scared of she probably would not survive very long so when you feed her do you just lay it out in a bowl or a plate and she uh, comes up and eats it or do you make some kind of a challenge so that she has to work for the food we do not feed our food our birds live prey uh, it's not fair to the prey item it's not fair to some of our birds that have handicaps so they do have a feed platform food is frozen and uh, gotten from labs and we weigh it out every day it gets put on their food platform some of the animals that like enrichment uh, like the corvids and the vulture we have different toys that we put their food inside uh, the eagles usually have some toys to play with the young eagle hatch really likes to drown his stuffed toys we've brought a lot of those in the rain gets them very disgusting and moldy so <laughs> there's been so much rain that it's hard to leave things like that in the aviary right now for the birds own health so some of their favorite things actually aka our older eagle he likes sticks. You just mentioned a lot of different species of birds there. Are they all in the same aviary together, or do they have their own unique little hotel rooms? They all have their own separate aviary set up to their size and their ability. Some of the birds are 
paired up with others of their own kind for enrichment. We have two barred owls that are bonded, the red shoulders, red tails, they're bonded. We have a pair of ravens that have bonded and kestrels. So we try to put them in with another bird if we can for enrichment. Are you open 12 months of the year? We are. Uh, touring in the winter is difficult because you never know what the weather is going to bring. Uh, we do tours by appointment only. Many times we are off grounds doing programs, so sometimes it's hard to set up those tours, especially when everybody wants one on a Saturday, and that's usually our most popular day for programs. But there have been a few volunteers lately who have stepped up and are available to do some Saturday tours. But as of right now, uh, we are booked until next year. Yeah, I've seen that you've been making appearances out at the Southbury Eagle site right there on the Housatonic River by the Chapag River where it comes in by the Chapag Dam there and you've done programs out there. They've got eagle viewing out there in I think December through March every Correct. year. I was just out there last weekend and I didn't see any eagles at all, but they're not really hanging around there this time not of the year. Not yet. Give it a, about another month and a half, two months, probably another two months. And again, it's going to depend on the weather. If When things freeze over, they really like that dam because the dam stays open and it churns up the fish to the top of the water. Other prey items like to hang out there like the ducks and the herons. So it's a good, good spot to see eagles. It is free. You just need to make reservations. We are there uh, usually once a month on a Sunday. Uh, Christine Critters is there uh, once a month on a Sunday. And then Fairfield Audubon is usually there on, uh, I believe, Wednesdays and Saturdays. So any day you go, you pretty much are going to be able to see not only wild eagles, but an educational show uh, featuring birds of prey. Tell me about the eagle that you have in Horizon Wings that was hit by a car in Mansfield. Uh, he came in almost two weeks ago, struck by a car on Route 32 in Mansfield. Whoever hit him did not stop, but thank goodness the hunters who were out that morning found him, called the DEEP who brought him to us. Uh, unfortunately, his injuries are of such a nature that there's nothing we can really do for them. It's a broken clavicle. So beyond wrapping the wing and cage rest and hoping it will heal, it's not a surgical fix. The beak that cracked is not a surgical fix either. Um, that's the least of his worries. The vet did place acrylic on that beak to help it heal and stabilize it so he can eat. But basically, it's just cage rest. And... Hopefully with time that clavicle will heal so that bird will be able to fly again. The majority of birds I've gotten in in the last couple of years, uh, there has been some rodenticide and toxicity, but a lot of it is hit by cars. You, know, you can't do, can you do surgery there at Horizon No, Wings? we don't do surgery at Horizon Wings. Um, our birds, if they are you know, critical in surgical cases, they usually go up to Tufts Wildlife Clinic in Grafton. Uh, after x-raying this bird, is determined um, by my avian vet here in the state, uh, Dr. Burke of Northeast Bird Clinic, that you know, it's just it's a non-surgical fix. She actually sent the x-rays out for other people's opinions also on it, and it's a non-surgical fix. So the wing is wrapped, and he's on cage rest, which is not pleasing him entirely. Uh, cage rest, pain medication, and... 
just hopes that he'll heal. He'll have another x-ray in a couple of weeks to determine if it's healing, if it's healing okay, um, and just determine his progress. But otherwise, it's cage rest for for this guy and high hopes that he will heal for release. Amen to that. We had spoken earlier about what you feed Oakley, the red screech owl, who is sitting on Mary Beth's hand right now, finger, I might add, right now, too. What do you feed your eagles? Because they have a different diet, including fish. Right. They will get rats on occasion, but basically uh, we feed them fish. So any fishermen out there who would like to donate, especially trout, uh, the eagles really, really like trout. They will eat some other fish, but trout is their favorite. Uh, we are lucky we get some donations from local fishermen, and we get donations from the DEP. So we usually have a decent supply of fish, but we mix that up with rats a couple days a week. Sometimes they get some quail or chickens, uh, but basically their main diet horizon wings is fish. And with every fish that comes in and it's frozen, it immediately loses vitamins by being frozen. So every fish, we have to add vitamins to it. When people find a raptor in the wild, on the streets, like the one hit by the car in Mansfield, do they call you first? Do they call DEP first? What's the procedure? Uh, They can try to call Horizon Wings. A lot of times we're off grounds um, and not always easy to get. Like other rehabilitators, you know, we don't do... We don't get paid for doing this. So many of us hold down different jobs also. Uh, so they can also call the DEEP, and their hotline is 860-424-3333. And they can help them find a rehabilitator. What I ask of the public is to be patient, please, because a lot of us hold down other jobs in order to do this. Uh, if you can contain the animal safely without injuring yourself or it, it's a good idea. If you could stay with it until help arrives so somebody knows where it is, uh, that is a good idea. If you have something to contain it in, it's great. Please do not just take a wild animal and put it in your car without containment. Even if you think, oh my goodness, look, it's out cold, it's unconscious. You can be in for a lot of trouble if that animal regains consciousness. Uh, Great horned owls, they are equal with their feet strength to that of a bald eagle, about 400 pounds of pressure per square inch. I know people who have put them in their laps and driven off with them, saying, oh, it's unconscious. I don't think anybody wants to have a great horned owl wake up in their lap. So be careful. Do you get ospreys at Horizon Wings? We have gotten a couple. Ospreys are doing fantastic in the state. They are just everywhere. So we have gotten a few in. I'm always intrigued because I watch all these cameras all the time, and I see the videos of the different ways that eagles and ospreys fish. The eagles kind of come in parallel to the water, spot their fish, drop their talons, pick up the fish, and continue on almost horizontal to the water. The ospreys can almost come in vertically and dive bomb into the water. And sometimes they get pretty big fish, and their wingspan is wide. They can bring that fish back to the surface, flap their wings, and carry it off. It's, it's totally different, even though they're both raptors, they're both similar kind of birds, but they don't hunt the same way. Not at all. Uh, they 
if you look at their wings in flight, you can see the eagles got these big, broad, flat wings. The osprey's wings are sort of more of a tapered look, I guess you could say. So it's that you know adds to their flight and the hunting style. Ospreys, although they are got like an equal wingspan of an eagle, but they're like half the weight. They're not as big and bulky. So therefore, when they fly with the fish, they hold it more aerodynamically. They will hold it vertically so they don't have the drag. They can do that because like an owl, they have zygodactyl toes. So they can perch with three in front, one in back, or they can move the outside around and put two in front to and back, and it gives them a different, stronger grip, and it enables that osprey to hold uh, the fish more aerodynamically, vertically, instead of horizontally, like you see eagles do a lot, because they don't have that strength, that power, so it enables them to fly better with their prey. Marybeth, you talked about how you're off grounds a lot, so is that why a program like the one October the 14th, the owl prowl, is important? Because it does give people a chance to come and visit and see what you got going on at Horizon Wings Raptor Rehabilitation Education Center. It's not a place you can just go to at 10 o'clock this morning and tour around. uh, How does it work when you're not putting on your special shows? Do you have times when... The facility is open for touring? Uh, The times are greatly dependent on me being available or a volunteer being available to tour people. So sometimes in the morning, certain weekdays I can be available, but it all basically sort of goes around when we are off grounds for programs. Uh, We do about 100 or more programs a year. Last year we did 130 programs that included tours. So we're, we're a very busy facility. Now, you know, we're an audio medium here, and you thought that maybe Oakley, the red screech owl, might speak on the radio today. Well, so far, he hasn't. She hasn't. But when the news was on, I got over next to you, was up close and personal with Oakley, the red screech owl, and Oakley did say a few things to me, but it was very low level. What is she doing when she is screeching? This bird is just a sassy bird. She's... (laughs) Basically, I think sometimes she's just letting you know maybe you're too close to her. Maybe this isn't what she wants to be doing right now. So I really don't know. I really don't know how to interpret that. She doesn't act stressed out. She doesn't bait. She doesn't come off the glove. Her feather tufts, which are not her ears, are on either side of her head there. They aren't flat to her head like she's distressed or, you know, displeased. So I think she's just being sassy. And yes, you do have the big raptor glove on there. And she's not that big. What would happen if you took the raptor glove off and put her on your finger? Would she like dig in there and maybe hurt you? She is actually pretty gentle. And I also just coped her talons. So they're pretty dull right now. They're not real sharp. Not like they'd have to be if she was in the wild to hunt. Uh, So we keep them trimmed. She would sit pretty politely. But if those talons had not just been coped and they were very sharp, she could leave some holes in my fingers. And you would know somebody was squeezing your hand. be like grabbing the wrong end of a pincushion and giving it a good squeeze. How do you cut those talons? How do you cope? I mean, how does she literally cope with that behavior? I would think she'd resist. They don't like it. 
with the bigger birds, I usually have somebody restraining them. With the smaller birds like her, I make a little birdie burrito. I wrap them in a small towel. So just, and I take out one foot at a time. Sometimes I'll just use a little cat nail clipper to get the very sharp tips off. I have a Dremel that helps to keep their beak in shape. And I use a Dremel uh, quite often on the larger birds also for their talons as well as their beaks. Here's what the four-year-olds would ask when they go to the Horizon Wings Owl Parl. They would say, Mary Beth, Oakley is a red screech owl, but she's brown and white. Why do we call her a red screech owl? Well, if you could see her in the sunlight and next to the gray one, you could really see how bright red she is out in the sunlight. Sort of a, maybe a chestnut color. but. Uh, now, the other thing is that we know that owls are nocturnal. Right over your shoulder, I see a bright, sunny morning. Shouldn't Oakley be asleep now? Oakley would be asleep right now if uh, I did not have her out on glove. They are pretty much a nocturnal little owl coming out the first four hours, hours rather, after dusk to hunt. The barred owl and great horned are more crepuscular. You see them at dawn and dusk. But they're accustomed to coming out, and they don't sleep like you and I. It's not like, okay... 7 a.m. trying to go to bed for eight hours. They sleep very lightly in increments because if they were to fall solid asleep like we do for eight hours, then they're not going to be alert to their predators. So they sleep very lightly. And is that the reason why on your October 14th event, 5.30 to 7.30, the second hour of that, the owl prowl, a walk to the Nipmuc Trail behind the facility, is after dark? Right because that's when we hope to hear these birds. Although, like I said, I can, I can hear the barred owls in the woods around the facility as early as 2 p.m. sometimes. Tell me more about Dobby the opossum. That'll be one of the things people will be seeing at the Owl Prowl event, isn't Right. It? Dobby will come out after the birds, just sort of a meet and greet. Um, nobody's allowed to touch or pet. We uh, are working with Ferncroft in Woodstock, uh, special facility for opossums uh, to accustom him to crowds because we want him to be an educational ambassador. He does have a tentative home already. Uh, he was raised, I raised him away from his siblings because of the uh, tail wound he has. He actually lost half of his tail. Opossums can sometimes cannibalize each other. So because he had the open wound, we wanted to raise him away from them. We didn't want that coming to any more harm. So Dobby has been at Horizon Wings for about two and a half months now. And I raised him from, he was just a little peanut. I think when he came in, he was 40 grams. And now he's about 400 and something grams, about a pound. So. Mary Beth, when I got up close personal with Oakley, the red screech owl, one thing that really stood out to me, yes, the coloration is beautiful, but he was looking at, she was looking at me, and the eyes, the eyes really take you. They're, they're, they're big eyes, and she blinks from time to time. Uh, that's what got my attention. Yeah, she has magnificent uh, eyes. Uh, all owls have pretty large eyes. 
That is so they can see better at night, obviously, because they are mostly a nocturnal animal. Uh, their eyes are so large, screech owls specifically, eyes are so large, they make up one-fifth of this bird's body weight. They are not shaped like our eyes. Our eyes are round. Their eyes are shaped like an ice cream cone. That's because of the cells they have, the rod cells we have also that let in light. This helps to pack more of those cells in their eyes so they can see better at night. And their eyes are set in their heads like headlights in a car. They have no muscles to move them. Instead, they can turn their head about 270 degrees to have that full range of vision. How many total owls will people see when they go to the owl prowl on October They 14th? will see five or six different owls. Various we, sizes? Yeah, we have three screech owls. We have a red and a gray, and we have a brown one in training. Uh, we hope to get her out, we'll see how she feels about her debut. We will have a barn owl, a barred owl, and the great horned. And other events going on at the Owl Prowl, children's crafts, and an owl pellet dissection. They'll have gift baskets for donations, complimentary food and beverages. It's on Saturday, October the 14th from 5.30 until 7.30 at Horizon Wings, 9 Sand Hill Road in Ashford. Information on their website, horizonwings.org. $10 donation for adults, $7 for kids. Kids under four get in for free, and all the funds collected will be used to care for the birds. That's what Horizon Wings is there for. And for more information, visit their website to check out the Horizon Wings Owl Prowl, one of the really nice outreach efforts they have to show you what goes on up there at Horizon Wings in Ashford. Mary Beth, I love it when you come in. I love your animals. Thank you very much for coming in this Thank morning. Thank you for having us this morning, Wayne. Mary Beth Kaiser, our guest from Horizon Wings on WILI.